listening to the Couples Guide podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We're both licensed marriage and family therapists. And today, like every day, (laughs) we're debunking myths and delivering truth about dating, relationships, and everything in between. Trust us. It's awesome. Episode 86. I'm really worried that uh, <laughs> this great thing we got going here is something not so cool is going to happen. Yeah, are you I nervous? Know. I'm a little nervous here. Ugh. I know we've been doing this for a really long time now together, but I'm just something feel like something's, something's going to happen. And I just feel, I sense it. I know it's going to happen. I think the other shoe is going to drop. That's what it feels no! like. <laughs> no! How could it happen? No! <laughs> That was me splatting. I don't know how long. Yes. <laughs> so our drop. topic for today is waiting for the other shoe to drop. Why am I waiting for the other shoe to drop when I'm finally in a healthy relationship? Yeah, this is and a this great is uh, a listener, yeah. a listener, and uh, I guess yeah, listener question from Instagram. Yeah. And I love this question because I think it's a lot more common than most people do or would let on that happens internally because you're not necessarily sharing this with your new partner but typically when you're not used to being in something healthy and you're finally experiencing it mm-hmm. after experiencing some things that have been unhealthy it's like yeah a second what yeah. like what if i like this and it stays what if yeah. i like this and it leaves mm-hmm. so that will be what we will dive into today what are your gut thoughts yeah. on this well, my first thing that stands out or the first thing that stands out to me is in this question is finally and in a healthy relationship. So I think this is an important context yeah. to say that. So this is someone who is acknowledging it. We're talking about a healthy relationship and one partner is going cool. And it's a finally as in like they've definitely had some past experiences that did not really feel particularly um, healthy for them. That's a really good because uh, that's an important differentiation yeah. of either you've been in healthy relationships before. Yeah. There's going to be some parallels there that I'm going to make, but like that's still different. And then on top of it, like this is not, we're talking about there are some issues in the relationship. Of course, every relationship has issues. But I mean, we're not talking about like a really, really bad, unhealthy relationship. This is like, whoa, you found, you found someone. They're yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's going really well. Yeah. And there's no other evidence to suggest otherwise that shit would go down. But you know, yeah. you're sitting there going, uh-oh, no way. Uh-oh, no way. This can't be true. Ooh, this other shoe's gonna drop. So I just think that's important to yeah. highlight. Yeah, I think we almost have this experience of disbelief mm-hmm. when we finally get into a healthy relationship after mm-hmm. so many unhealthy relationships. And we yeah. don't, sometimes it can relate to self-esteem and self-worth for both Mm -hmm. why we ended up in some unhealthy relationships Uh and had to work our way towards feeling maybe worthy of a healthy relationship. Uh And that feeling of waiting for the other shoe to drop is typically because how would I word this? It's almost like your brain is geared up waiting for the unhealthy behaviors to start coming Uh up again. And so when you're finally in the healthy relationship, the script, the operating script that your brain is running on is this isn't going to be good. This isn't going to be safe. Something's going to happen. And it keeps scanning 
the environment, right? When is this going to happen? What's going to happen? And when it doesn't see that, that feeling doesn't just go away. That's that proverbial other shoe about to drop feeling of like, okay, maybe not today, but maybe tomorrow. Yeah. And then it waits and then everything's healthy and fine for the most part, right? Natural conflict occurs, but then we're like, mm, okay, maybe not. Mm, okay, maybe not. Waiting for that other shoe to drop feeling is not, I don't think it's comfortable for either partner. I definitely think the partner who's on the noticing end is going to be like, why are you being weird? Like, yeah. Everything's fine. And the person's like, mm -hmm, you say that now. And internally we're like, do <laughs> fine. Where's yeah. the problem? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then looking for problems, it ends up being a self-fulfilling prophecy if <laughs> you're not asking these questions yeah. <laughs> and you just let it go because that fear and anxiety, which is really the big part that I, I, I want to dive into, uh, the fear and anxiety that can come from your past experiences, it can come from you had really unhealthy relationships. It's this fear that that's going to repeat itself, the anxiety it's going to go yes. there. Um, then has you behave a certain way. Like you said, the other partner is like, why are you behaving so weird? And then, then actually is a self-fulfilling prophecy because then your partner responds to your fear and anxiety in a way that then has you go, see, no, thank you. This is what I was worried about. I knew about. it. <laughs> and when really it was like, well, no, but you're the it one. It was me was, the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you're the one like, like following them in the middle of the night, you know, when they're going to their yeah. parents' house to like yeah. help take care of the dog. <laughs> and then you're like, and they're like, why are you stalking me? I told you where I was going. What? It's like the scene in Glee where they they did a, a dub over. It's like a very popular meme. And I think it's Jane Lynch. And it's like, I'm going to create an environment so toxic. And that's almost <laughs> what that part of your brain that doesn't want to get hurt again, yeah. feels, right? I don't want this to be negative. I'm going to yeah. be on high alert for any yeah. sign that it will be. And you can't fully relax and enjoy this new mm. healthy relationship when that fear is still in the driver's seat. We're not saying, I, I'm assuming we're not saying that the fear will never be there or it's just going to go away with the snap of a finger. How much are you letting it lead your behaviors yeah. and how much can we work with that fear, understand the fear so it can be quieted in a loving way. And whenever it comes up, you go, oh, okay, this is one of those moments. I'm going to care for myself and maybe ask for reassurance. Let my partner know I'm having one of those moments mm -hmm. <laughs> where I'm seeing you as yeah. not who you are and I'm freaking out. Can you just be patient with me or whatever else I might need? Yes. Being able to acknowledge, because again, get the context of this question, being able to acknowledge, yes, this is a healthy relationship, but in this moment, yes, I am struggling. Yes. In this yes. moment, I'm feeling some insecurity, some fear, mm -hmm. some anxiety. Mm -hmm. Can you calm and soothe me? And uh, that actually, you said uh, where that does go away, that made me think like, yeah, maybe it'd be useful. Like if you think about relationships and pick a big term view, you have that honeymoon period, everyone's really excited. And then you start getting closer and deeper and more vulnerable, both emotionally and physically as the relationship progresses, then boom, this is where you can find where this listener might be in this question of, hey, this is really healthy, but I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. And if you don't get stuck in that, then you get through those, those, those new vulnerable moments with more time. And then that trust keeps going. The trust builds and then those fears and anxieties do go away. That's what I'm commenting on yes. to your point. Yes. Um, so it's just also remembering, keep in mind the scope of newer relationships. There is going to be a natural, also very healthy period of, wow, we're very close. Things are going <laughs> really well. I'm really, really close. obsessed with you. 
<laughs> and I see a future with you and you feel the same way. I can be myself. I can be vulnerable. That's awesome. <laughs> and it just takes a little bit of that time to get through that, <laughs> you know, um, until you go, oh, cool. We're committed. And then, you know, there's, you know, then there's life partnership at the end of that vulnerability. Yes. Still vulnerable. I'm not saying vulnerability doesn't go away, but that fear and security of like, hey, what's going to go down or are we going to actually stick together? That can shift. Yes. So, so yes, I said a yeah. big picture of you that you get through these things yes. um, in healthy relationships. Absolutely. And there's a piece of it too, that if, uh, especially the reason why we were previously in unhealthy relationships was low self-esteem or low self-worth, uh, which usually translates to a poor image of self, not uh, physically necessarily, but I don't view myself as worthy. So how could I ever be with somebody who's great or healthy or has a good family or all these other conceptualizations? And when that finally starts to happen, it for a um, typical secure, I've always been in a healthy relationship person is like, cool, this is the norm for the other one who isn't used to that. It's like, be cool. Do not blow this up. We have been waiting for this moment. Don't be too weird. Just be weird enough. It's a lot of mental recapitulation of all these scripts that we've been taught or been operating on for a long time. And it takes much like learning any new skill, new language, new pattern or hobby, right? Or a habit. It takes some adjustment to get used to, oh, this is the new norm, right? It's like a software update that your brain is going through for about six to eight months. And as we know, if you go to the app store or whatever it is and you update and it's like fixes bug glitches, it's like a very general description of what the update is. That's almost how we describe it to our partner. It's a general, general glitch and bug fixes, right? And they're like, what? But you just update it, right? We just agree. We don't even really know what it means, but we agree to it. That's kind of that innate or that um, initial pattern in the beginning when we're talking to our partner and we're relating in those first Mm -hmm. six to eight months, if it lasts that long and beyond, this is me adjusting. Mm -hmm. This is my brain going, oh, oh, so we don't need this coding anymore. Mm -hmm. We're using this code. Okay, cool. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Or as I put it, like letting that that positivity wash over you. Yes. Like, oh, that new code feels so good. Yes. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait I a second. I should like this. I've, yeah. People do. Yeah. I, in my head, I'm telling myself that's probably a good thing, but it takes that new code to like really give that clarity. So you yes. let the new code wash over you a little bit and go, yes, yes, oh, wait yes. a second. This is a different relationship. I can enjoy this. And then that new code really gets in and updates your system. And then you're like, okay, cool. Next time this experience happens, it's only going to feel good. I'm not going to be sitting there doubting, wait, right. where's the other shoe? When's it going to drop? Yes. Um, but I, I do want to talk more about the fear anxiety piece um, about, because in my head, that's the answer to the question. Why am I waiting for the other shoe to drop when I'm finally in a healthy relationship? Like what's going on where someone's still doing there? They're like, wait a second, what's up? And I know I labeled it as that fear and anxiety, insecurity. And to me though, that relates to trust. Yes. But not just trust of the partner, trust of yourself. And you started hinting at this too about self-worth and confidence. Yes. Because we can struggle to trust one or the other. It can be, hey, I'm really scared and anxious because I'm scared to trust a partner because I've been burned so many times in unhealthy relationships. Right. Right. Or I'm really scared to trust myself and how I get to be in relationship because I've never really experienced what that's like. 
to right. be genuinely myself and be in an okay place and a safe place. So I don't know how to trust me in relationship. Such so I think, is the why. Yeah. I think that is the why uh -huh. you are waiting for the other shoe to drop. It does relate to self-trust. And yeah. there are times where you'll be able to trust the partner. They've been very consistent. What they uh -huh. say they'll do, they'll do. They mean what they say. There's the feedback right. loop for them. You're like, oh, okay, this, this person is trustworthy. They're authentic. Uh -huh. they're, they're not trying to pull one over on me. Yeah. It's the inner self that you don't trust that's trying to pull one yeah. over on you. It's like, mm, I don't know if you're really worthy of this. Yeah. What happens when they meet your family? What happens when they hear about your past? And yeah. that's where the self-trust is almost required to kick in to try yeah. and combat any of that negativity or self-doubt or doubt in the relationship that comes up. Because if the view that you have of yourself is... I'm unworthy of this. I'm undeserving of this. You won't trust despite the partner's most intense and, and conscientious efforts to be present for you. Mm -hmm. You won't trust it because it's a really a mirror and a shadow of you not trusting yourself mm -hmm. and working on self-trust does relate to self-worth and self-esteem mm -hmm. and self-confidence and that relationship and going inward, whenever we have a doubt or we're like, oh, is the other shoot right? We're kind of bracing for the other shoe to drop. That's an invitation to look inward and go, okay, where do I need to turn the dial up on self-trust and lean in and understand I am worthy of this. I am deserving of this. And gosh forbid the other shoe did drop. I trust myself enough to know what's best for me, which would be counseling, staying, leaving, et cetera. Whenever this proverbial other shoe drops, how are you going to care for yourself is also a huge part of self-trust. Yes. Yes. Every, every step of those moments about yeah. sitting with ourselves and going, oh, this is yeah. okay. Right. And I can be okay with myself, which allows me to be okay in relationship. Yes. Um, and I think that I don't know why, but I want to talk about like a, like a concrete like version of this of say you're in a healthy relationship and your partner turns to you and says, I love you and going, well, wait a second. That sounds nice. I know I've always wanted that, yeah. but can I let that in? Can I really yeah. let those, that genuineness, that honesty from my partner in mm -hmm. that they love me and that I deserve to be loved? Because there's the pitfall of, well, if I don't feel like I deserve that, it's like, I've always wanted my partner to say that. And I feel the same way for them, but then yeah. it can eat away and go, but wait a second. I'm not, I don't know. Why do they love me? You know? And it yes. may not be a conscious yes. thought of, well, I don't love myself, but it can be like, well, but I don't really trust them anymore right. that they actually love me. And it's actually not about them. Right. It's about you internally going, wait, I'm not sure if I'm worthy of this love. Yes. And I know this is basically exactly what you're saying. I'm just using it with a very concrete, like in a moment, partner turns to you and says, I love you. It helps illustrate that. And mm -hmm. so you're able to, you know, if this is the case, this is one of those pitfalls, you can start really looking at your relationship and yourself and, okay, let me ground, let me sit, let me talk about this with my partner about yeah. this is what I am struggling with, back to what we said earlier, and being yeah. able to turn and vulnerably share like, hey, this is hard for me to hear. Right. And I think a cool thing to do in those discussions is always remember it's because you do care about each other so much. These things come up where it can get scary or anxious because as I was saying earlier, that vulnerability piece, this person matters to you. 
True. And because it's a healthy relationship, your partner matters. You matter to your partner, even if it's hard for you to accept that in this moment. Yes. So yeah. we're just going with that context. Yes. And um, being able to just acknowledge this is scary. This is hard. And it's because you matter so much to me. The stakes matter. If I yes. didn't care about you, you didn't care about me. You're just some rando on the street. Not a big deal. Who cares? Not as threatening. Yeah. 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 It, um, the, the delineation that you highlighted between the, in other relationships, it's more of a question of, do I love them? Do I matter to them? Do I this? Mm-hmm. And then in this relationship, it's like, oh, wait a second. I don't have to question that, uh, that they love me or that I matter to them. It's, am I worthy of their love? Mm-hmm. The love exists. Yeah. Am I worthy of it? Where in other unhealthy relationships, there's almost more of a question of, do you love me? Like, yeah. what are we doing here? What do I mean to you? There's a lot more unanswered on that end, which further perpetuates the lower self-worth or lower self-esteem, the questioning of oneself. Sometimes if we're with somebody who reinforces, we should question ourselves in that way. Uh-huh. Whereas when we're with somebody and it's a healthy relationship, we're not having doubt. The partner's not putting a doubt in our mind and they're being consistent we know that they love us, then that's really a t- chance for us to go inward and be like, wait, do I love myself? And that's this back and forth, um, I guess, adage in society of, I'm going to butcher it, but in order to love some, in order for you to love, what is it? What is the phrase? You have to love no yourself. You have to love yourself before somebody else can love you. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. To that effect. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think the one piece of it that we can unpack that highlights mm-hmm. this part of the episode or this episode would be in order to recognize love and what that feels like trust and what that feels like. If we have that for ourselves, and we know internally what that's like, it's easier to accept it from another person. So it's not about worthiness of it. It's ability to tolerate and accept love and care from another person. If I don't feel worthy of it and I don't do that for myself, I'm going to combat every chance or every opportunity that presents itself for me to feel those ways because I don't want it. I don't feel worthy of it. Yeah. And in worst case scenario, that can then end up being one of the self-fulfilling prophecies I was mentioning where you end up pushing the relationship away because it's like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not feeling worthy. I don't want it. So these emotional walls are up and it's hard to receive that love. And then like both partners get stuck. The partner who's like genuine and into it is like, how come my, how come this love gap isn't really, I love you. (laughs) Yeah. How come this isn't working for us? Yeah, And then you're in this space of like, ah, I don't really know what to do with that. And then you start realizing, right. well, but then I don't feel all the same warm tinglys my partner's talking about. Right, right. How come? And then after the, you know, the, the honeymoon phase, after the, you know, first six to 12 months, it starts going, well, wait a second. Um, if I'm not feeling the warm tinglys, then maybe this isn't a thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, there you go. Self-fulfilling prophecy. The other shoe did drop, if you will, not because the relationship was not healthy, but because yeah. it wasn't given the the depth of vulnerability and trust it needed to continue to grow, to thrive. Yes. It actually wilted yeah. because it wasn't in the nutrients it needed. Yes. So. That's a great way to put it, the nutrients, right? Yeah. If it's like this, this garden that you're yeah. working on, oh. one partner is <laughs> coming outside every day, tending to the garden, checking the leaves, watering it as needed, whatever else. And the other yeah. partner is like, I can't have this work. They're like- yeah manipulating the soil, overwatering it, not yeah. giving 
enough sunlight. They're just like, yeah. that'll touch it, right? Yeah. And this poor flower is like, I want to thrive. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let me grow. Let new me grow. Growth. Let me have my yeah. new growth. Yes, right? It's almost like one partner's like, let me grow. And the other partner's like, please let me go. Like, yeah. I'm not worthy of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a fun feeling either. I don't know um, if you've ever experienced anywhere close to this um whatever's being described I know I have and it's definitely interesting to look back at it and who I was when that feeling was happening with that other shoe about to drop and one of my favorite um ways to look at it is like what if the other shoe drops but it's like a step in the right direction like yes it drops but it's not like the negative connotation of it Mm -hmm. it's like cool now we're firmly planted in the relationship this um gardening analogy if you will we're firmly planted and Mm -hmm. now I have both feet on the ground in this relationship and can walk forward Mm -hmm. interdependently with my partner I love this idea it sounds to me I I thought about um if you if listeners could see my face while you're saying that I went oh that's interesting and I started thinking of that this is cool Talia that um I'd be curious with this listener, with this question or anyone in this position going, okay, so you're anticipating this negative shoe to drop. What would, what would it look like for that to go away? What would that look like if you go, you get past these vulnerable, scary places and you're in a place of, oh no, this feels good. What would that look like? What would you need to know to have to go boom? All right, we're, we're ready to go. Yes. I don't have an answer to that. I just think that's a place to like, maybe, um, maybe that's like a tip and trick for listeners. Of yes. If you find yourself in this worrisome place, oh no, maybe start getting curious with yourself. Well, well what would I need for that to go away? What, what would it look like when I can finally feel trust grounded. for myself, mm-hmm. grounded, feel trust for my partner, completely okay. No, yes, we got there. You know, is it as simple as ring on a finger? Um, hint, don't let that be the only thing that lets it happen. But that's what makes me feel good. No, no. <laughs> this is get to that place, then put a ring on a finger, that kind of thing. Do not, yeah, uh, do not hastily. Yeah, no, what's the, the other line? I tell my students this. Um, they're all adults. They're not children. I just call them students. They are my students. Um, a ring, a baby, or entering somebody else, like a threesome or opening yeah. the relationship is not going to yeah. save a relationship or make you feel like, yeah. oh, now the yeah. other shoe is not going to drop. Absolutely not. Yeah. Those are all things to consider when you have a strong, stable greatness. Then look at those other yes, things. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But that that other shoe dropping, I think, to continue the analogy and slash metaphor, I can never keep them straight. Mm-hmm. This feeling though is sometimes for the person who was in an unhealthy relationship, the other shoe dropped. And let's say it was their partner running away from them. I'm putting that mm-hmm. in quotes. Yeah. The other shoe dropped and it was them running away from the relationship. Yeah. It was gonna hit the ground running and left. This is the other shoe might softly land yeah. on the ground in front of you. And the person's even more solid in them choosing you. And you're like, oh, you're here. Like yeah. you're, you're in it. Like the other shoe did drop in the right way. Yeah. And now we're in it. Okay. Let's, who do I need? And that's a question I ask yeah. my clients a lot. Who would, who will you become or who would you need to become when this relationship gets to that level or when you find that kind of relationship and all the more reason why doing that deeper inner work is so helpful because then you feel prepared. You can only feel so prepared for partnership before you're actually in it. Like there's only so much self-work that you can do. It will still, and I speak from experience, it will still push you when you find someone 
healthy. It doesn't matter how much therapy or self, um, what's the word mentoring that you've done. It still is going to be like, wait, what? And I'm, I am a clinically trained for a long time therapist. And so when I found the, I was like, Oh, Oh, every tantrum, every, this, every protest behavior, healing, anxious attachment. And after being in very unhealthy relationships, he's just like, I'm here. Like I'm solid. I'm not going anywhere. And I was like, Oh, this is really nice. But in the beginning, <laughs> there were many days where I was like, again, very anxious attachment protests. Yeah. Like, no, I don't want it. No, I don't yeah. feel worthy. No, I don't. What if you, what if you cheat like the other ones? What mm-hmm. if you leave? What if like, there was so much doubt. He did nothing to earn that doubt. It was yeah. me. It was what mm-hmm. I was bringing into the relationship and that self-protection that I almost, this is another point I wanted to bring up. I was almost as self-protective in this relationship as I wish I would have been in other relationships. Mm-hmm. And so this new healthy partner sometimes is the recipient of all of these boundaries, protest behaviors, mistrust, et cetera, that your old self in the unhealthy relationships wishes they could have done to end it. And now it's like this healthy person who's not going anywhere. They're like, why are you doing this to me? Like, I'm not that person. And you're like, oh, you're right. But I just, I'm so afraid. Right. And I don't want to be vulnerable. That used to be my biggest fear too. That's why I was afraid of the other shoe dropping. Cause I was like, oh, wait, I get to like soften and be vulnerable. Am I ready for that? Yeah. Well, and that's where I like a lot of compassion I feel in this, in these moments that you're describing because of that vulnerability. Um, oh. it, it makes perfect sense that they're after having really bad relationships that we can get into these places of, Ooh, finally, this is healthy, but where's the shoe going to drop? Yeah. Cause I don't even focus on like the, the self-trust, but there is a genuine piece also of being hurt by other people. So can you trust this newer partner, when you're yeah. in the healthy relationship, can I actually trust you? Yes. yes, we're talking about where the answer is always yes, because we've, you know, there's been enough relationship to know that this is healthy. You can see that, but right. it doesn't change the fact that it's very vulnerable, which makes that intimacy very scary to be able to open up yeah. and not have to protect yourself. Right. Um, and that goes back to, again, we're talking about, uh, you know, what would it look like when the shoe drops in a good way? Or when you're saying, I was thinking about, yeah, but the shoe does drop in front of you and your partner is there, both boots there, sturdy <laughs> for you, got you, I love you. Like, and oh. it's not, oh, it's there. <laughs> I see I see this in a different way in the office all the time um, where I, I talk about it as the, the um, the dog finally catching the car and not knowing what to do. Like a really common one I see, and it's not really related to the shoe dropping, but I like this analogy yeah, yeah, yeah. where um, a one partner, which we call like a pursuer, like really just wants their their kind of emotionally closed up partner to be able to open up, be vulnerable, uh, be there for them, listen to me, talk to me, tell me you love me. And then in therapy, we get to that place and the partner's like emotionally responsive and there, but the, but the other one who was always pursuing, always wanted, like, then like totally like blames yeah. them. Like, how come you've never done this before? Yes, so you can yes. do this now. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. Don't blame it if you want it to happen. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> well, or there's other, or they're just like, they like, they take too much or whatever the case is. Like they finally get what they've longed for for forever, but they don't really know how to let that goodness wash over them and enjoy <laughs> it. Yes. Yes. Like, no, no, no. Just sit with this. Yes. Appreciate this. Yes. Love this partner. Both foot, both foots, <laughs> both feet firmly planted both in the boots. 
boots in front of you, both foots as they were, <laughs> and prepare for that and know that, yeah. yes, you've had these bad, unhealthy relationships. It's been hard. So it's scary and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Get ready for receiving that healthy partner and going, mm-hmm. awesome, you're here. And I'm going to know what to do when I catch that and be able to be like, yes, I want to do that work to soothe my fears and anxieties look at myself and trust myself and trust that I'm worthy of this person's love and then give your partner a big fucking hug (laughs) hold them thank you yeah thank you for being an amazing healthy partner yeah and it's it's so (laughs) nice to have someone that you can turn to and be open with and in the same way they can turn to you and you can be open with them timing timing of uh, the disclosures or the being able to lean in and have that support. I think that matters because even in healthy relationships, we can, um, what would be like a false hit, like a, a, it's like a, an air traffic controlling. It's like something pings, but it's not supposed to. So it's like a false hit on the screen that you like go to them and you think the other shoe is dropped because they're not available to you in that moment, but they're busy thinking about work or whatever else. It's not actually anything to do with you negatively but then your brain goes see this is exactly why you shouldn't trust them blah 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 blah. and then you pull away and then your healthy partner comes back and they're like hey you seemed a little off and you're like you noticed (laughs) um yeah i was busy thinking this and i know you asked me that question what can we do and you're like oh okay (laughs) it's almost as unnerving to be the person who's like wait we care right like feeling so unworthy of care an interest for a long time. And then being with somebody who genuinely does care and has interest in you is a huge adjustment. It's an adjustment for both of you. And I think this feeling goes away more over time. And the fear lessens when you have more and more data points that show this person is trustworthy and reliable. I am also worthy of trust, right? It's like worthy of trust and trustworthy mm-hmm. go hand in hand when it mm-hmm. comes to these kinds of relationships. Yeah. And on that um, of, you know, partner proving that they're trustworthy, um, I just want to acknowledge that there's like the, the behaviors that happen in a relationship. The, the, I think what most people think about when they think about, oh, can I trust my partner? Yes. I want to also add something we said earlier in this um, episode and work with couples all the time. A great way to continue to grow and nurture trust is in these moments when it's coming up for you, those fears and anxieties, like we said earlier, turn to your partner when we say, hey, I'm having one of these moments. Can you be here for me and reassure me? And then your partner being responsive and being there and reassuring you and saying, yes, I got you. That's a moment of, oh, look, I reached out. They were there. Boom. That's a trust building moment. That is, oh my gosh, that was an experiential trust episode that allowed that to happen. So let those wash over you also. Enjoy those moments and look for that. That's where you can turn this fear that the other shoe is going to drop into the exact thing you're really looking for, which is the soothing of trust. Like, yes, this partner important to me. I can be worthy of that and they can be responsive to me Mm -hmm. and they are trustworthy on both Mm -hmm. fronts. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to phrase it and it grows over time. So to this person who wrote in this question, Mm -hmm. that feeling does go away. The fear does slowly lessen the more that you lean in. And I'm a big fan of not, uh, not shaming obviously, but not trying to stop a person's automatic behavior. So I have a lot of clients who are working on 
changing the ways that they view people themselves, et cetera. I'm like, if your habit is to do whatever it is, like in this case, fear that the other shoe is going to drop, I'm not even going to fight you on it. But what I'm going to ask you to do is look at the other shoe dropping without the fear, maybe, and actually anticipate the other shoe dropping, but it being this firm groundedness. And that's the game changer is, okay, I can still think, think, not fear about the other shoe dropping, except look at me go now. It actually means a good thing. So my evidence of looking for the other shoe dropping is where are they trustworthy? Where am I worthy of trust? Where can I lean into the relationship? You're going to seek out the positives. And like in Gottman therapy, you're being in positive sentiment override is going to help you enjoy the relationship more. So same behavior, looking for the other shoe to drop or waiting for the other shoe to drop, but you're tying a more positive connotation to it. So the self-fulfilling prophecy actually ends up keeping you in the relationship rather than the negative self-fulfilling prophecy, which ends up having you take the other shoe, dropping it yourself, putting it on and running out the door. Yeah. Find that joy. Yes. Yes. Find the joy um, that using this ability to go, oh, I'm worried, but shifting into, oh, but look at these great things. Even, Even in relationship, we can use that, that tool of choosing where we focus choosing what we let be part of our experience Um, yeah love that love that find that joy self-fulfilling prophecy make it happen (laughs) in a positive way (laughs) in a positive way um i think that's all i got for this trying to think of anything else about yeah i think those are my big points about with the fear piece and the trust piece that's like really where i come from on this anything else from you Uh, No, I would say it's normal because of the conditioning that you go through. And this is also highlighting the longer you stay in a relationship. Like if you are in the relationship, maybe you're not at the point where you're in the healthy one yet waiting for the other shoe to drop. You're still in the relationship pattern of like, it's not good. It's not healthy. What happens is when you stay in a relationship too long, that's not meant for you the less time you're going to spend in the relationship that is for you. So if you know that this is your pattern and it's not helpful for you or the other person, and it's only furthering and deepening and like letting that self-fulfilling negative prophecy fester, try and work your way out of it and end that relationship if it's not the right fit. So you don't stay too long in that conditioning. It's harder. It doesn't mean impossible. It's harder to undo three to five years worth with somebody where that is that pattern versus three months. So not as soon as you notice it, but if you're really noticing or looking introspectively and being like, "Mm, I don't know if this is the best fit for me. There are healthy relationships out there. You are worthy of those healthy relationships. And sometimes it's just one step in the other direction away for you to have it. Yeah. Agreed. Well, awesome. I think we'll call that a show. I think so too. Yes. And the other shoe didn't drop while we were doing it. Very nice. Very nice. We got through it. I'm going to think about that. Bring myself some joy. Good. Um, thank you, listeners, for yeah. tuning in and supporting the podcast. If you have other questions, just like this awesome listener question we had today that uh, you'd like us to answer on the podcast, shoot us an email. Ryan and Talia at thecouplesguidepodcast.com. Yes. You can also tune into my Instagram Q&As at Talia Bombola try and do them about once a week and let us know what you want us to answer. There are some we can 
do in a reel. I think it's up to like a minute and a half now. So it's a cool test for me to see if I can get my knowledge in there. And there's others where I'm like, oh, this is definitely episode worthy. Yeah, so this is definitely I need enough. I need a lot of time to talk about it. Yeah. So we're always we love hearing from you. We love answering the questions that we're able to. You do not have to go through this alone. Um, if there's anything we can do to give some advice or feedback, we would love to help in any way. Absolutely. Thanks again, everyone. Take good care.